Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Taking the Time. We are here. Um, I'm here with Mitchell Timepieces, and uh, Ivan won't be with us today due to unforeseen circumstances. So we're going to have Brian Coach join us shortly. Just a couple quick updates. Um, I know last week we didn't have a show. Um, do the same same thing with uh, uh, what's going on with Ivan. Um, not being able to do the show right now. But we're going to continue to do the show and give as much updates and do uh, all the things we normally do as best as we can. Um, real quick update. Uh, the Raiders, case production's almost done. Dials are almost finished. Um, we're just kind of in a, in a process of uh, finishing production and getting ready to, to get it uh, set up for assembly. And uh, that's where the Raiders at. Um, any other projects going on? I'm working on the... Uh, next Raider version, working on the prototypes and the um, details for the next Raider, which I'm hoping to launch in August if everything goes as planned. And uh, we are uh, working on a power reserve model. Uh, same case design, but with a power reserve and uh, maybe a little bit of a more uh, dressy spec watch. So Hopefully we can get that uh, launched in August, and uh, I know Ivan's got the uh, Stock Stockford uh, watch that's going to be releasing fairly soon as well, so I wanted to give everybody an update on that, but that'll be launching um, as soon as he can get that set up and on, uh, on I think, Kickstarters where that's going to be launched. Um, other than that, I saw a preview of the uh, Halocline um, cases. They looked fantastic. Uh, everybody that's waiting on that, that's going to be a beautiful piece when it gets delivered. Um, probably sometime in July, I believe. Uh, kind of flying by, seeing my pants a little bit on the updates for um, for Icon Town pieces. So please forgive me on that. Um, other than that, I think uh, I think that's kind of what's going on with uh, with both Iconic and Mitchell Time pieces. Um, we're working on um, receiving our first uh, watch rolls. With the um, the vintage military uniform buttons, um, we're expecting those any day now. Hey, Saline Driver. Hey, guys. Um, real quick, uh, if you're interested in those um, military watch rolls and with the uniform buttons, I have all but navy as an option. If you pre-ordered a Raider, you will get a special deal on those watch rolls. I'll be rolling out an email on that pretty soon. Um, due to the timeline, those are handmade, so I'm kind of wanting to match the time of getting those produced with the delivery time, so we'll have to do that pretty soon. And that kind of covers all the updates for for both of us, I believe. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Brian Coach, and we are going to talk a little bit about what else is in the market. We're going to talk about modding. He does a lot of modding, includes some uh, unique oil-filled uh watches that he did on quartz recently so uh we'll have some fun talking about that um go ahead and bring him in he's a, a collector enthusiast and he's also a veteran which is one of the reasons why i wanted to bring him on because uh got to keep my brothers with me right all right here's brian hey buddy hey. how's it going hey thanks for having me on brad in fact i'm uh right now i'm rocking my my very first oil-filled mod this oh yeah a, oh, the, this the is revolver. a revolver and it's uh, it's basically just filled with uh, silicone oil, and it's messy, 
and it's slippery. <laughs> and um, if, if you want, you can only do it with a quartz movement. Don't try yeah. to do it with an automatic. It will destroy your watch, I assure you. Yeah. I've had people ask me already, oh, what if I do this with my auto? Don't. Please don't. It You will destroy it. But um, yeah. it, it's, kind of fun <laughs> it's fun to do with quartz, and it has to do with the fact that, I mean, I know there's other guys out there trying different uh, types of oil, things like that. So, you know, it's always, you know, what's what's the next big thing going to be? And, you know, it's kind of an old old school thing, the oil filled on quartz. But, you know, just bringing it back a little bit with a couple of revolvers. I'm doing one also, a, it's a uh, quartz uh, Valhalla of Norway that, I'm also working on trying to get those done and just drying time between loom and everything has been atrocious here in Georgia because it is literally chucking rain down from the heavens. So, yeah. I, I think if you came out here and did it, you'd have a dry time of about 15 minutes. It was oh, 108 yeah. degrees yesterday, so uh, everything instantly dries. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, agreed. I should have started this when I was in Iraq. Um, there we go. <laughs> yeah, like 100, 145 and sunny. Yeah. Might have a little. Might have some dust issues though. Insta dry. You might have had to do other things like you know kill bad guys and things like that. But hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, when I wasn't doing that, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. country. Get to meet exciting new people and kill them. <laughs> not always there's plenty of good people there eight, eight out of ten whatever <laughs> nobody's keeping track right <laughs> all right um so before we get into the mods uh let's talk about um kind of what's what's out there um or what's coming up um off the top of my head i can think of the uh the yema um french military edition supposed to be delivering soon <laughs> laughing when you see Prince Military. Uh, yeah, there's been there's been some uh some debate online. I've I was I was kind of following that. Uh, it was between Yama and um Stratton, right? Stratton, yeah. Yeah and uh, it was basically it was a kind of a who is kind of homaging I, I don't want to say copy but homaging whom uh, after I, I did a little more reading in, in the article, actually, or that wasn't really an article, was some some of a rant and some actually educational stuff in there. But um, yeah, really, they both homage an older Breitling, and it's kind of where yeah. that the surfboard with the sub dial kind of style came from. And I, I was I was really blown away. I had no idea. So kind of fun fact for the day. Yeah. And I mean, and that makes me think of, you know, Stratton does some, some great pieces, um, whether they're homages or not. I, I don't really consider Stratton by any means a homage brand, but they take vintage uh, inspired, you know, a lot of inspiration from vintage pieces um, with their case designs, the shapes and things like that. And I, I mean, I think, I think Kyle does some, some great work and uh, he's really, I feel like he's probably maybe, opened up a lot of other brands to seeing different chronograph movements that can be used and things like that. Cause he's used seagulls. He's used the Me mecha quartz. He's used, you know, the Valjos and probably, a, I mean, I, I'm not completely familiar with Stratton, but um, 
he knows what he's doing. He puts a, a quality product out there and he's used, he's using all these various movements to get various um, price points to hit, hit the market that he's looking for. So I, I thought it was pretty interesting to, to see that post too, because he's been around since well, like four, four years. Is that something like that? Yeah, at least. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's, been, he's been doing it for you know a hot minute. And I mean, there's no doubt they, they make, when you see a, a Stratton, you, honestly, when I first saw the uh, Breitling that the Stratton was kind of, that one of one of the Strats paid homage to. I, I thought it was a Stratton at first. I was like, "Oops!" But uh, you know, it, um, but it's it's not a bad thing because you're right. Between movement combinations and he's able to make a really quality piece that's not just going to you know feel you know light and kind of you know, cheap, but and but and make it. I mean, you can. I mean, sky's the limit on the price of a watch when you get into bespoke movements or anything like that. But, yeah. I mean, realistically, there's pretty much almost anybody can get a Stratton if they want one. And mm -hmm. that's one of the really nice things about them. And it's a quality, quality watch. Yeah. I've actually I've actually held a couple. I have a friend, um, John, up in um, uh, New Jersey, New York area that has a couple of them and um, he does presentations and he was out, out here in Phoenix and um, I actually went to the presentation and then we hung out during lunch and he had um, a couple, I can't remember which models they were, but um, he had a couple of Stratton's and I got to check them out and man, they are, they're heavy. It's like, you know, it has the, the, the one I saw anyway, it had wrist presence because you could feel the weight and some people love that, including myself. I like to feel some weight on my wrist as a watch. And I was like, wow, this, I mean, like it just, it wasn't like, a, oh, this is heavy bulky. It was a, it was a, this is a quality timepiece weight is kind of the, the, the best way to describe that. And I hope that, I hope that translates well, because I've had a Breitling Chrono that it's a heavy watch and it feels quality. Um, but if it got much heavier, it'd feel like a brick on my arm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a, a difference between a watch and a sidearm, you know, and although some, some, watches, <laughs> some designs, you know, could be, I've, I've seen some look like throwing stars and some other, you know, probably pretty deadly designs if if you really <laughs> wanted to use it for that purpose. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on the the kind of heavier watch thing, and I'm I'm kind of wondering, you know, how titanium being really strongly introduced in the market is going to feel when you're used to stainless you know and just a, you know you feel that chunk of metal it's on your wrist you know you're wearing it you feel the weight and a lot of people associate weight with quality so yeah. you know yeah. and but you know now and and for years i mean new titanium pieces are on the market i mean these you know just a couple you know, a dozen grams or so and you have a watch i mean that's yeah it's unreal yeah. So I think it'd be interesting as we move forward with that. Yeah. And and then that's what I was thinking about. Um, in the future, I want to, I want to do it. I like, titanium so I'd like to do a titanium piece and I'm thinking about doing, um, well, my next case design, I haven't really discussed this too much, but it's going to be, um, it's probably going to be like a torno or a square rectangle type. Um, we'll, we'll say it's very loosely, 
based on a Cartier Santos. And that's kind of uh, one of the first pilot watches. So we're um, kind of taking a little bit of a different direction with the new case design um, with kind of going at that angle. But one of my considerations is I think it's going to be a, a, a bigger watch. And I think that a titanium might balance that out for some of those people that think, yeah, I know you love those bigger pieces. Yeah, I, I'm a big guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love where you're going with that. You know, kind of the, um, I'm sure someone will correct me in the comments. Kind of, it's a, I call it kind of a bubble box design where yeah. the sides are flared. And yeah, it's, it is, it's basically how to fit a round peg in a square hole. And I, the designs, they, you know, they definitely, they go back to the original pilot watches. And I think that that's fantastic. I can't wait to see those come out. And even in titanium, yes, I'm big and I, you know, and, and, and I'm heavy. That doesn't mean I'm of greater quality, obviously, but you know, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely something to think about. Uh, I think titanium, you have to forge it in a vacuum, I think. Uh, so yeah. there's, it'll be interesting uh, when it gets to the manufacturing aspect of it, of what the price difference is for titanium versus, you know, base metals really, you know, kind of stainless is not, it's not a base metal, but, you know, bronze, stainless, you know, the, the normal quote watch, you know, metals. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it, the old pocket watch cases where base, base metal was steel. So, I mean, you're, you're right. Or nickel. You're right on. Or nickel. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't found out why they, they were so proud of that. Uh, stamp. <laughs> Pure nickel. In, We're never gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get it. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Richard when he was on a few weeks ago. I did. I ran out of time on the show, and yeah. he might he might know. But uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to ask him because I, I talk to him pretty <laughs> much every day. Um, well, we can we kind of we knocked out uh, knocked out the Stratton conversation with the Yema <laughs> for sure. And, and, and so Yema, what's interesting about Yema though, is that, so they're an old brand that somebody's revived. And so they're basically remaking all the old watches. But if I understand correctly, Yema is, this is a, a new company. Um, it's not the same. Um, so it's, um, it kind of be akin to um, uh, Smith's uh, in England where uh, Smith was an original brand and then um, Eddie, I can't remember his last name. Um, but I guess he bought the name rights to Smith and started making Smith's watches. So if, if I understand correctly, and, and please, if anybody's watching this um, can correct me, feel free to, but I, I understand that Yema is a different brand than it used to be much like uh, relating Smith's to then and now but they're making their old watches again. So they're remaking those pieces. They do have an in-house movement, which is phenomenal. And I think they were on Kickstarter. Um, I think that was how they kind of came back, but they do have an in-house movement, which had to cost close to a million euros or so to get started. So, Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's always interesting when, when companies change hands, you know, obviously uh, it happens a lot with a lot of, I mean, silverware, you can still get, Revere silverware obviously wasn't made by Paul Revere. 
It's brand new in a box. You get it at Walmart or wherever, you know, Macy's or something like that. And it's always interesting to see when you see <clears throat> a brand that had been, that's been established for, you know, a number of years and then it changes hands, how the designs, they inevitably do change because the new, basically the new ownership wants to make it their own, but, you know, have an established brand. And yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it's head start. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, they may go, they may try to stick more traditional with what that brand was, but you know, if uh, you know, next year's say Toyota Camry came out looking like a Ferrari, I mean, that would blow everybody away. I mean, <laughs> they're not far off with the Supra, but you know, yeah, well. Know, <laughs> needs needs a, in my opinion the super needs a couple hundred more horsepower but absolutely also muscle car fan yeah they should have turbocharged that but hey I'm not BMW designing the engine or whatever so I think it has a BMW engine it's uh BM it's uh it's I think it's an M2 underneath uh feel free to yeah. correct me in the in the comments I I don't know if I'm getting many or all of them or if anybody's even watching us but uh so the M2 wasn't uh, known for <laughs> being the pinnacle performance by any means. No, no. Fun, fun, fun car to drive. Great driver's car. Did not set any lap records, I think, ever. <laughs> but, but you know, hey, cool car. This is not brand advice on cars. If you love your BMWs, buy an Audi. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. But <laughs> What else do we have coming out? We have um, on Kickstarter. We have uh, God, I'm not Valhalla. I should be able to say this, but I yeah, always the, mess it up. Valhalla Fjord, yeah, the Valhalla yeah. Fjord. It's out now. It's on. It's on Kickstarter. A mm -hmm. um, little bit smaller case this time. They didn't go. Uh, they, they've always done a series of divers uh, called. They had the Deep Fjord. Then they had the Deep Fjord V2. And then this one is the, the Fjord. And I actually got a chance to, to talk with the brand owner, Roy. He's a really great guy. And he said that he had been getting a lot of requests for a smaller diver, which well, you and I have talked about this before, Brad. That, you know, I, I think a diver should be a secondary boat anchor pretty much. You know, it, you know, it should just be massive and thick and look like you could dive into a volcano and the you might not be fine, but the watch is fine. And so I, I, I know he's having some trouble right now. I don't know if it's because of the size. There's, you know, some people just say, oh, it looks like an homage to kind of a sub. But there's, I mean, there's no Cyclops on it. There's nothing. I mean, the, the dial choices are definitely not sub like it's not even like a modded sub it's just something different and he did uh he did not add the runes the uh, nordic runes on this one there was a little bit of controversy in the past over the the runes on the watch um the the point is i mean he's he's norwegian he's basically a Viking, you know, he's descended from the Vikings. And so to, to him as part of his history, some people see things that, 
you know, may have been ad adopted by other, uh, you know, hateful political groups in the past, or, you know, they modified that symbol to fit some sort of uh, agenda. And he, he caught a lot of flack for that from some people that just, I mean, really, they just didn't know. They saw the symbol and it's like, oh, that, that looks like, I, I don't know if I want to walk around with that on my wrist, you know, because I don't, I don't want somebody to, you know, beat me up or something like that. And, you know, so, and then he kind of got through that. But on this one, there are no runes at all um, inside I don't have a prototype here. I, I wish I did. Uh, inside on the chapter ring, you'll notice there's upside down hammers. He's really, yeah. really detail oriented. And yeah. so. I mean, you can tell that by the second hand. Yeah. Yeah. He did the axe style second hand on that one. Really it came out incredible. Red second hand goes off. I mean, and I do. I like the red dial. Red's my favorite color. But. You know, I mean, it looks it looks cool in all the all the dial colors, but I mean, honestly, he was honest with me and said, "Brian, I'm not going to try to sell you this watch. You're going to say it's too small," and he because he knows what I like, and I own a number of his watches, and I, I really like them. Um, but yeah, it is it is on Kickstarter, Valhalla of Norway, and it's the Fjord F J O R D. It's in a 40 millimeter stainless steel case, not quite. Remember what the lug width is by 40. I, I have it up right now. Um, I was looking at all the details. And I mean, I guess I guess it kind of looks like a, a sub homage, but not really. Like if you look mm -hmm. if you look at it closely, like I mean, it has an oyster style bracelet kinda, but even that's got like some some unique depth to it, at least from the from the lugs, anyways. Um, if you really look at the case and you look at the shoulders and the lugs. And how that kind of goes around around the bezel, you can tell that it's like just enough different, um, just enough for me to say I don't want to really call this a homage per se, because of the way the the lugs carry through the case and they're just it just it's a little bit fatter. Um, I'm not seeing the lug to lug yet, but it, it, if you look at the watch closely and pay attention to the details. You can tell that the lugs in the case are just a bit fatter. To, yeah, to yeah. Kind of take it out of that homage realm, or you know, at least the copy realm. Right. Sure. right. I don't think it's a copy at all. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, there's two hundred meters. I've, I've noticed anytime a brand launches anything, you're always going to get one or two people that just come up with 365 reasons why you built the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> when really it's just one or two people that don't care for your design. They just yeah. don't always express themselves appropriately. And, uh, you know, I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've had a few chats with, uh, some of his, uh, critics and we've, we've had, you know, we, we've had pretty good conversation, you know about it came to a happy medium uh you know, I, I try to you know I, I try to help out you know where i can and you know pretty much anywhere in the community uh ivan had uh you know let me know a, a while ago about a, it was a, a young man in college at the time and he was a young strap maker in in the u.s and he 
was dealing with pretty much a, a cyber bully. He was a, a gentleman from Canada, and he has a, a bad name in the watch community. His first name is Michael, and that's as far as I'm going to go with that before I start learning. Um, but um, I'm sure people remember this fellow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyway, he was he was really uh, you know, taking it to this 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 young guy, and he's a college student making great straps, and uh, so I kind of intervened, and uh, as soon as that guy saw my name pop back up, he was he was just gone, and I was really glad, and uh, you know it, it I'm you know I don't want to be that guy, but I will be if somebody's like, hey man, you know. Like, this poor guy, he's just starting out and he's, you know, this other guy's trying to you know, you know, say these horrible things that are untrue about him. Well, I'm going to get in touch and find out the real story. And I mean, you know, I have, I have your backs on this. I re yeah. I remember, I remember that situation too. And I know, I know exactly who, who all we're talking about for sure. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it just, what took place there didn't need to take place. That's for sure. It's, it's unfortunate when things like that happen in the watch, um, in the yeah. watch world, especially in the micro brand industry and groups. Uh, our lug to lug for that, for that watch is 47 and a half. So that is a great size. If you have a small wrist for sure, or you just like a smaller piece timepiece on your wrist, that's going to be, that's going to be a good dive option for, for um, the right person is PVD coated, uh, stainless steel bezel that's kind of a unique uh, thing too dome sapphire we all know that i love a domed crystal oh yeah i love so much i double it <laughs> so. uh, big bubble come on yeah that's yeah. beautiful make it big <laughs> so, so we got that out there um i wanted to i wanted to mention um i'm dave david's gonna kill me i'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong but it's rot rotus r-h-u-d us is that am i spelling that right i did my homework too guys believe it or not i did my homework for this episode i forgot my notes in the other room <laughs> <laughs> but um excuse guys, me one second i can go get them real quick yeah, sure. all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk right. i will yeah. be right back <laughs> uh, a gentleman out of norway if i remember correctly is uh going to be launching a uh, a diver that's a pretty cool timepiece. I've been talking to him uh, pretty regularly about this watch because he's been teasing a little bit here and there. It's, I'm um, sorry, Rodus, R-H-O-D-U-S watches.com. Um, he's working on uh, the Skull Diver, which is pretty cool. And uh, um, I'm pretty pleased with what, what that's uh, developing to be. It's a 40, 41 millimeter watch. Um, NH35 movement, and we're looking at uh, 100, 300, 300 meter water resistance. So he's he's coming along pretty cool, pretty good on that, and I think he's going to have prototypes soon. So I'm I've been kind of paying attention to what he's doing for sure, and I'm going to put a put a banner up. I think if I can remember how to do that. Man, Ivan, if you, if you're going to go back and listen to this. We miss you, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, bro. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I need to yeah. need to give you a call and see how you're doing, brother. Hope everything's going well. It's uh, I know it's been a minute uh, with everything going on in the, in the world right now. You got COVID, you have uh, a whole lot of other things and, and 
you know, whatever, whatever's going on, we, 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 we love you, man. We hope you're doing well. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you back. So you don't have to see my ugly mug on here. So, you know, all right. So, yeah, that's another cool, um, independent diver that, uh, looks kind of in and of itself, kind of its own thing. Um, and that's, that's why I was, uh, talking to him like all right you're showing us little chunks and i and i just straight up asked him before he he revealed the whole watch i'm like is this a homage he's like no I'm like thank you <laughs> there's enough of those in the world <laughs> um there's the website um rotus watch uh rotuswatches.com excuse me if i'm ever going to get this right i can't do two things at once guys so if you're listening bear with me then god bless you <laughs> Um, what do, what do you think about that? I know it's probably a little bit small for you, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be on a little bit smaller side. Um, for, for me, obviously, um, anybody that's seen, uh, you know, my, my posts on Facebook, you've probably seen that Regia, uh, diver mod that I did with, uh, uh, Lessic custom uh, dial, the Regia double arrow hands, um, Crystal Times back when they still had the big bubble sapphire. And I don't know why they got rid of that. That's a bummer. But um, that's a 50 millimeter and it <laughs> it looks regular on my wrist. I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys said 50 is oh, 50 huge, but not for me it's not and um so yeah. i mean it is a little bit small but i almost compare what what did you say the size of that one was again brad um the best is 41 the case is 40 14 okay. millimeters thick 48 lug to lug okay so you know 40 40 48 i mean that, you're not not far off that kind of 42 is that yeah, a lot of people really make a forty-two. You don't really see odd numbers. Some people go with a forty-one or thirty-nine. Um, if it, you know, it's just the the style, whatever they want to go for. Because hey, if you can afford it, you can make anything. Um, that's why I mod things, and I don't own a company. So because I'm a disabled veteran on fixed income, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I, I would really like to see it in person. Yeah, and I'm gonna kind of compare it to one that I, I did order. It was a Kickstarter. Was the uh, Burn Milford Diver, and I was tremendously, I mean, just I I, I love it. It's it, and I say only 42 millimeter, but you know, for me that it, that it's a little smart. It wears larger. It's it's brass for you know brass fans. I know they're Burn is they're sold out it's a small company out of new zealand a couple of brothers decided they wanted to you know go in and get the watch game going um but i mean fantastic it's uh and that's kind of it kind of it reminds me of that so i mean this could really be you know a kind of a hidden gem that you're bringing up here so i and i'm so pleased with that other the other one i mean if it was just show and tell all day, then you know, I go get 
watch boxes full of stuff and be like, yeah, look what I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? It's like I, I look at this watch, and he just posted the um, the profile of the case. It was it today or yesterday, and it was just. I was just like, wow, like you really see the, the uniqueness of the design from that profile. Like I, I told him, I'm like, I needed to see that profile because I'm more interested in the piece now because I can see like, I'm seeing it all. And, and, uh, and I'm tired. Of, I'm very much tired of dive watches. So it's, kind of, <laughs> so it's kind of like, Oh, well, if something's getting my attention. Then, then, you know, like I want to share share it with people and you know I, you know I may very well get this this piece even though I'm am tired of divers yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you you say you're tired of divers you are one, one of the few people that I know who pretty much is everything but a professional diver you know you have you, know, you can go to I'm sure you have mixed air certs and all that stuff you can go super yeah. deep and so i would imagine that you're and you, you enjoy diving um around here there's really nowhere to dive so uh, some nasty lakes that have alligators in them and you might find a person or two at the bottom i don't know but uh you know it's not really you know the aquatic adventure you want to go on um so you know i've you know let all my diving certs laps and everything else but you know you being an avid diver you know i would think that you would have just a massive collection of divers that you know but then again maybe you just you like one or two they, you know everybody has kind of their own thing it's just personal preference like hey you know this is old reliable every time i go underwater so i'll take this one well i mean i use a computer so there's no point to have a watch underwater because i'm using a computer it does does all the algorithms, all the calculations. I know my NDTs and all that. And it's like, I look at the wrist and it says, I can be at 42 feet for another hundred minutes, which I'll run out of air three times over, you know, yeah, okay. but it's, I look, you know, I have the computer it tells me how long I've been under my max depth, the temperature of the water. Like, that's all I need. I don't need a, I don't need a watch. And if the computer, the, you know, I replace the battery every two years religiously with the computer. So, I mean, I don't, I don't need a diver, but I mean, I have a few Zelos. I have a couple Ravens. I have uh, a couple group of Gammas. So that's really so. I mean, I, I have a handful of divers for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I have, I have a, a couple. Yeah, I have a few, and uh, yeah, but I mean, my thing is, uh, it was kind of a, a joke, and I think we were both on vacation at the same time, and although you were. I was in Panama City Beach, Florida, and you were in paradise. Uh, <laughs> I said, you know, well, I, I wore the Regia diver that my mod down there, and I said, well, I can guarantee it's rated to twenty feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I can only go as deep as I could swim in the ocean, and I hit the bottom, so I wasn't about to go miles and miles offshore to try to. <laughs> do something ridiculous so you know i mean it's like okay it's rated at 20 feet but you know obviously i was free diving so uh, didn't really yeah. matter <laughs> my max depth on that trip was 46 46 feet yeah i'm totally comfortable depth i mean i think i 
I love when brands compete. We win. And, you know, the, the, I mean, the super divers, 10,000 meters and stuff. I mean, pointless, but but it's it's like having a watch that you wouldn't wear your watch if you were on the moon, but it's nice to know that if you did, it would work. So, you know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, that's how I kind of see it. Right. Well, speaking of, um, I'll, I'll do my wrist check. Um, Raven Solitude. Speaking of divers, um, this guy's a, a nice little piece. Uh, 40 millimeter feels, feels a little bigger. Um, 300 meter water resistance. Um, it's got an NH35 movement. And I think the price is around 480. So um, great value, um, quality diver. Um, Steve makes a, a very, very good timepiece over at uh, Raven. So if, uh, if you're looking for something a little different, but um, has a good track record, Raven's a good, good option to look at. There's my commercial. You're welcome, yeah. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I really, I want to say, I really, I really like that Raven. Yes, it's, um, I'm going to say it's a little smaller for me because I'm a Sasquatch, but yeah, it is. I mean, and what you said is, you know, 300, 300 meters, that's a thousand feet. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you, your body's going to crush before the watch does well before. Yeah. So, I mean, to, if the fact that you can go in there with confidence under 500. Yeah, <laughs> pretty incredible to me. I mean, it's it. it <laughs> he's got a um, he's got a deep tech that you'd like. Oh yeah, I, I have, I've actually been looking over some of their things. They, they make some really cool stuff. It's uh, those that aren't familiar with Raven. It, it pretty much everything. Am I correct in saying this, Brad? Is uh, everything's pretty much limited. They do a run of X number of pieces and then that's it. There's no more. Yeah. He, um, the only, I think the only one I've ever seen him do a second run of was the venture. And it was like, it's not like he did the same dial colors and options. It, it was, it was a distinct version too. Um, <clears throat> with like, I think there was a blue, I remember the blue dial. Um, I have, I have the first version. It was actually, my graduation gift um the first venture or um yeah geez the first venture um i think my wife bought the last gray dial or maybe you know it was the last gray dial that he had and that was my graduation gift nice that was my first raven and i loved it Uh, or i I mean i still i still have it obviously and i still love it but it's um just it was my first exposure and i was very impressed and that's the only watch I've ever seen him do um, a second version of. So good. I mean, if you got a good thing going, hey, sometimes restyle it, bring out you know a Gen two, and uh, is that running an NH thirty five also? Do you know or? Um, no, the the venture was uh, an Eta movement. I can't remember if it was a twenty eight ninety two or a uh, twenty eight twenty four. I think it was a twenty eight twenty eight ninety two. Awesome. It yeah. was an Adam movement. It was a Swiss, you know, a Swiss movement. You know, and both of them. I mean, a lot of, you know, people kind of bag on, uh, you know, the NH movements. Ah, uh, you know, plus or minus X amount of seconds a day. You can, you can regulate them pretty close 
and they work hard. I mean, yeah. you really have to try to break that thing. I can't. You yeah. Know, anytime someone says like, "Oh, well, it has a you know an NH you know basically psycho based movement," it's you know, uh, I'm like, there's a reason they're still making those things because they just work. And you know, it might not be the fanciest looking movement, and the movement might be 30 years old, but it works. It it's working. Work. You know, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like it's it's funny because we have this this preconceived mo- motion notion. Man, I just cannot talk today. You have a preconceived notion of something. So. Preconceived notion that you know your Swiss movements are the best, and then your Miyoto movements are next, and then your Seiko movements, and then your your Chinese whatever. And I mean, we've got we've got you know the mechanic corks mechanicorps movements in between there somewhere we you know if you look at a valjo movement a valjo uh, chronograph movements six you know five four or five hundred dollars but then yeah. the, there's a seiko chronograph that's like five or six hundred dollars so it's like who wins that like there's a reason for all these things that not everybody you know including myself i mean then I mean, yeah, then you get into the spring drives and the Grand Seikos and the movements. Yeah. And I mean, there's a there's a reason that those watches demand Swiss prices being Japanese. And uh, I, I don't own a Grand Seiko. I've, tr- I've tried one on before. It was a really great watch. Uh, in fact, I have a Seiko Artura Kinetic Chronograph. And the Kinetic movement uh, is kind of interesting. It's actually quartz but it uses a rotor in the back to store electricity in a capacitor that then powers the quartz pretty much perpetually now the watch stopped after i I bought it in 2003 it stopped earlier this year and that's when i bought the the so as my daily beater um but I'm still trying to figure out why. I don't know if maybe a, you know a gasket kind of leaked a little bit of water in there, maybe or something. But I'll tell you, I put it in the watch box. The box doesn't move. That thing is still ticking and keeping perfect time. Three months later, and I haven't moved it. I don't know. It might be best. So. All I can say is good for Seiko. I mean, A plus there. They did it. <laughs> some people hate it. Some people like it. But uh, my father's got one. He's had for about 18 years. Still going, too. It's a kinetic. Has never had problems with the capacitor, battery, any of that stuff. So it's kind yeah. of So it's like it, when it comes down to it, if we're talking about the, the Miyota movement versus the, the NH35s, I mean, really, it's just they're both workhorses, so it's really just a matter of of some quality upgrades and some mm-hmm. accuracy, like out out the gate, really. I guess because I mean, I, I absolutely prefer a Miyota over an NH thirty five movement. They're both beat too, huh? The, uh, the Miotas tend to have a little higher beat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I forgot about that. That's a huge. That's a huge. Everybody. I mean the. Everybody wants that perfect sweeping second hand on an auto that you, know, you find on big name 
big price tag watches, you know, I've, uh, and you know, the Mayota movements, they're, they're solid too. I mean, I, I really, I don't, I don't have a whole lot bad to say about any of those. I mean, even the, the really wild thing is I've seen a, um, I saw it, it was a few months ago. Was a, a guy bought a $20 Chinese copy of a seagull movement. He's a watchmaker. He took it all down, stripped it down completely, uh, you know, oiled it properly, clean, you know, cleaned everything, put it all back together, and it ran so close to a legitimate one that the even the copies are, and I'm not condoning copies, and you know, there's there's also some. Uh, you know, some companies actually. A company just won a, uh, you know, was it a, a patent lawsuit? You know, in the watch world, uh, actually beat a Chinese manufacturer at it. But uh, I mean, even the the copies of the movements are getting really good, and there some of them are hard to tell. If you know, you open, you you know, say, oh, you want to, you know, open open up a Rolex, and you can tell if it's fake. Sometimes some of them are really <laughs> yeah. above my pay grade there because I'm I, just like, I used to build, I used to be able to do that. Um, I could pop a Rolex, um, up until I don't know what their calibers are anymore. I could do it up until the 31 series movements. Like, uh, I don't know if they're still using it or not, but you know, around 2000 to 2005, I mean, they were using that movement for a while, but it's 31, 31 something. The date just movement, the submarine. I mean, it's really the same, you know, in the sport watches, except for the Daytona and the GMT and the date, date. It's the, you know, the date. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I saw, I found my comments are finally coming up now. And Sean had said, uh, yeah, the B rate and the, and the thickness of the movements yeah. too. Um, yeah, obviously, when you go, and you know, this because you deal with a lot of Swiss movements. It, the, the thinner you want to go, the higher the price is going to go. It's, you know, then it tends, if, yeah. you want it, if you don't mind it being a little more chunky and clunky, and if you're just going to shove it in a diver, then, you know, that has plenty of room, eh, you know, you might, you know, you might be able to get away with something eh, a little more middle of the road price. And, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's the way it is. You know? Yeah, 3135. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Ah, thank you, Sean. <laughs> That's, that's why I was, I knew it was a 31 something. And then I remember the old ones are like 15, uh, 15, 30 or 15 something <laughs> for the, the old, um, I don't remember if that's the no date sub, uh, but anyway, I used to know way too much about Rolex. So, uh, I, lottery, I will begin to know a lot more about them again. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's, uh, was it, is it, uh, uh, Panaris that just won that suit for, uh, no, Pan Panerai against Panerai. Uh, yeah. That's a, yeah. They won. Yeah. It was, yeah. Intellectual property suit. Uh, yeah. It's a, it was a Chinese manufacturer. It's pretty interesting because, uh, 
I can't. Yeah. yeah. The and crown was different, but but the, well, the picture they showed was a poor example because um, one of their other models that that company makes has that crown lock device, and uh, that's probably what um, probably what got them. They they cited. They cited a number of different models that had that. I can't remember. It was like a dozen or more. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the the one they threw the picture up there is if you just read the heading and then saw those two pictures, you'd be like, oh, homages are in some serious trouble. But I mean, yeah. maybe yeah. I mean, close to it. I've been, in my opinion, it didn't look. One looked like a bad. It looked like a true version of a bad homage of the the pre of the real one, but yeah. it wasn't. Eh, you know, it, it is. You know, it is what it is. They they actually won. Congratulations for them. That uh, doesn't happen that often, especially when you sue Chinese companies and they you yeah. you have to go to court in China right yeah. now during COVID and everything else. So that's kind of. Yeah, good, good for them sticking with it, and they, you know, they they came out on top. That's that's fantastic, and uh, you know, there's a lot of brands that just can't afford that. Uh, you, somebody, you know, copies your stuff, and you you're stuck with it because yeah, it can't, the little guy. We, I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, I wouldn't be able to defend myself against against uh, some somebody in that particular case, um, and I guess maybe. Because I know that I'm, I'm in the mindset of, well, if you sell more than me, then, then you did something better. And I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, yeah, that kind of goes to um, prefab micros. What do you think about this? Oh, yeah. We're talking uh, guys that just kind of take something off of Alibaba or you know one of those and uh, slap a name on it. There's one I can think of right now. They want to. They want to say it's a Trebillion style movement on it. It's the the millionaire's watch. You know, you can get it for a song. <laughs> you deserve this. Uh, you know, I I'm not gonna say who, but uh, uh, what's your what's yeah. your you know? Uh, I mean, because it really. And and everybody else in the comments. I mean, do you think that that these brands that just slap a name on something kind of cheapen the micro brand market? Um, you know, I'm 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 having a flashback of um, when me and Ivan were talking about homages, and and well, not even homages. It was uh, like brands like Movement and a few others. And the, yes. the, 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 yeah, the, the, the best thing he said that really stuck with me is, you know, if somebody buys this watch and it's a fashion watch and that's fine. Um, or if it's a, a micro brand like that or a homage, whatever it is, if somebody buys that and that gets them into watches and then they take that experience and then they learn and they realize what they bought and then it develops into a love for watches and they learn from it. And then they find out about, about other brands that are maybe more meticulous or more original or um, have better quality or all the above, um, you know, then, you know, it, it's, they have their place. Like 
none of us watch guys are going to say, oh, that's cool or, you know, that's a good thing or, you know, and some of us are going to knock it absolutely um, for what it is or at least not really knock it, but call, call it for what it is. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if it's bringing people to the hobby, it, you know, more eyes on product on, on products and then they learn to educate yourself. I feel like the micro brand uh, consumer is probably one of the most well-educated watch consumer out there. And, and I mean, that's, you know, that's saying something because when you're going to buy a Rolex nine times out of 10, you're not going to know anything about Rolex other than what it is and that it's considered a, a, a you know, um, I got word finding. It's like a, a pinnacle piece, you know. It's it's yeah, one of the yeah. it's at the towards the top of the mountain, you know. So, yeah. and you you know if you go in to watch, you know, buy a Rolex or a Breitling Omega, um, that, status symbol. Yeah, it's it's a status symbol, and it's you know, hey, I'm buying this because my phone's ringing, and uh, but. <laughs> Because it's cool, and right. you want to, and and you and you like it. That's, I mean, I've never bought a watch I didn't like, and I think that's you know what a lot of what you're saying is maybe, you know, some of these entry levels, whether or not they, how they're they're manufactured, and uh, yeah, Sean just said that you know I research everything. Um, and, 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 and that is the other side point. Go that, ahead, sir. That uh, you know gives uh, companies like that they they do uh, kind of not not necessarily promote the idea, but they kind of lead their customers to believe that hey, you know, all micro brands are like this. So either you know, if their customer switches over and say buys a Mitchell which you have coming out pretty soon. I know cases are in production and yeah. some other things like that, but uh, you know, and they're going to say, well, why is it, why is it this much? This guy told me this watch was like the same watch that Donald Trump wears. And, you know, why is yours more expensive and it doesn't have all the fancy things on it? Well, well Mine will sell more because Donald Trump isn't wearing it more than likely. <laughs> right now, you probably we will, we yeah. will stay away from the political. Yeah, we're gonna take a sharp. Uh, we're gonna take a sharp right down a uh, different avenue now. And, yeah, uh, I mean, and, and, uh, the, the, but I understand your point is you know, um, it, and it can Sean. Sean's right. It, it can take a person back. Um, Talking about that specifically, that Kickstarter campaign, it can really take us backwards, um, you know, overly overly marketing or um, I don't even know if it's no, it's not really overly marketing. It's maybe false marketing or manipulation. What the honest person would say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and and. Really, I'm the worst marketing person in the world. Um, you guys all know that. It's like, here's my watch. Buy it. Buy it. Do you like, do you like it? Do you want one? Here's the price. Buy it. Exactly. Buy it. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of lumen? It glows. You know, 
it glows strong. Yeah. Bye. And then, you know, and then you're, 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 you're lucky if I don't take it apart once I get it. So, yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> I, was, I, I was thinking about selling you that, that one prototype that I have, that I have left. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. Hard, God. <laughs> yeah. You had a promise not to take it apart. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I can't, I don't know if I can actually because that case back is so interesting. Um, yeah. All that, the and, and yes, that's one Sean, thing. Sorry. That's one thing that'll be a little bit different um, is there will be um, indentions. Like, I think um, I, I, I remember approving the, the layout. It, it's there's going to be like little um, spots um, around the coining. I think there's there's five of them. I want to say there's a couple. Anyway, so that's like literally the the one difference between the production and the actual, you know, or the the prototype is the tooling so that you can open the case back. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wondering if uh, like my Rolex case back openers will even grip that because they have that kind of coin edge case back yeah. and I don't know if I have one large enough to yeah, and it may just kind of grind in there and I don't want I don't want yeah. I, mean, I might as well just use a pipe wrench if I'm going to do that you know it, it's yeah. that I, I do have one of those balls that Sean just mentioned it's like a little my, mine's not very inflated because that's how I like to use it but um, I haven't tried it but um, you can use one of those balls to open up case backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one. Uh, so you might be able to, you might be able to pull that off. Uh, yeah, if you can use the friction friction ball. Uh, ironically, mine is blue. Um, <laughs> enough huh. about, uh, enough with uh, friction balls because this is going to turn sideways any second. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable going there, but a lot of other people might not be, or some people may might just need the comic relief right now because, let's face it, life is hectic. You have viruses. You have yeah. It's there's it, it a, it a lot of a lot of crap going on, and I think that's why why it's fun to do this this show and just talk about watches and. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully we're at least a distraction out there for a handful of people that are uh, stressed out and worried, you know, jobs and yeah. Things like I mean, that. So, so hopefully we get some comic relief or you know some education or you know whatever you're looking for. A little both. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to provide in, in in all categories comic relief or education. Nothing about balls. So and, just and to luckily, just clarify, so. Luckily, we have Sean on here because he can um, yeah, he can be a black check for sure. <laughs> have I, really, need, yeah. I may have ran everybody off. They're like, oh, ooh, this guy. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna touch base with him, and maybe the three of us can get on next week and uh, wreak havoc because he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so, priceless. So for 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 those listening or, or watching that uh, they aren't familiar, Sean is a part of Iconic Timepieces, and um, I don't know if he jumped in late or not. But um, Sean, I tried to do my best, kind of give some uh, updates about um, uh, the uh, Helicline, and uh, I plugged the uh, Stockford a little bit as well. 
I know that's going to be coming out soon. So I'm trying to trying to fill in those gaps um, for Ivan as best as we can, and um, make sure that we get some uh, brand awareness in his uh, time of absence. Um, I, I know I've talked about the the cases that you guys showed um, was that last week, but just a couple updates there um, to kind of keep everybody in the loop on that. But uh, so Sean's. Um, um, kind of a, a partner of some sort. Uh, forgive me, Sean. I don't know the actual details of the relationship because it's none of my business, but um, Sean and I have worked work together um, on, with Iconic to uh, to uh, do the launches and stuff like that. So he might be able to shed some light on some some things additionally if, if we can get him on next week. But anyway, wow, I digress. I digress. Um, the He also works in physical therapy and I'm an occupational therapist. So there's a lot of... Uh, uh, back and forth. Uh, and, uh, and, and he's also a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Airborne, airborne veteran. So his knees yeah. are shot out, and he's probably going to need to see you for some occupation. Well, he's a CPT, he's not a himself. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll show him how to use the sock, the uh, the sock uh, donner. <laughs> oh, the little the hook thing. I can't, I can't remember. I've worked in peds so long, I forgot what all that stuff's called. We get in the hip kit. Well, it has a little grabber on one end, and you put the sock on with the other end. Yeah. I, I, I keep it out on my riding mower. I think I'm stick with it. If my wife had a hip replacement, I'm not kidding. It's it, yeah. it, it's good, but yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Sean fixes himself. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing. Yeah, jumping out of perfectly good, you know, airplanes for a living, hitting the ground does not. Sorry, uh, does, does not uh, does not help the the joints in the body, and uh, you know any any military service really beats, <laughs> yeah, yeah. beats you beats you down. Um, fortunately, not everybody's got fat like I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not at my fighting weight. I'm at yeah, I, you know, I, I you know, kind of went from uh, Rambo to Rambo's, uh, maybe <laughs> two of them, you know. But uh, oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, hey, that's what I'm here for. I was, I was, I'm just, I'm just excited to be here, Brad. I couldn't believe it. You know, you sent me a message last night and then you said, you know, hey, you up for uh, you know, doing this tomorrow? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, you know, it was an hour or two later, and you're like, yeah, so you know, what what time do you think it'd be? Like, Wait, you're serious, like, <laughs> yeah, what, like, <laughs> first off, like. You know, I, I really have to censor myself because I, I have some bad habits with language and things like that. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to blame the military because not everybody in the military has, you know, says, you know, bad things. But I, you know, tend to have less of a filter. And I was just like, Ooh. all right, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I, and I talked to my wife about it before we did this today, and I was just like, I, I really I hope I don't slip up and say something offensive or... <laughs> no, you, you've been pretty good, man. Foul or, you know, just like, you know, where you're going to look at me like, dude, did you take your meds today? And yes, I assure you, I did. <laughs> I quit months ago, so <laughs> damn the torpedoes. You don't need that. I mean, and that's you know, it takes all kinds people that, especially micro brand 
mostly guys. Uh, you know, some 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 females and other. Yeah, there's there's stuff, a, a good mix. In, into good. it, um, yeah, really everybody. It's it, it's a great community. Uh, almost any time I've ever had a question or. Maybe I, you know, it was, uh, I was doing my first mod. I had never dealt with loom before and I mixed it way too thick. And so, like I said to you the other day, I was like, I accidentally mastered bubble loom. Well, I mastered piles of loom more or less, but you know, it, I mean, it, it actually came out good. And so, and I mean, so many people were so helpful when it was coming to even, of, of course, the first mod that I, I built was a Regia Diver. A lot of people don't even know what that is because it's not a popular. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a huge brand. It's a it's micro brand out of Singapore. Great brand. They make two watches: the Diver and the Armory Regatta. I'm thinking or Armair Regatta. I'm not really sure how to say it. And I apologize, but I mean, really great watches. <laughs> The, the diver, ah, excuse me, uh, had a 30, 32 or 33 millimeter dial, and you can't just buy one of those. So I had to, you know, I got in touch with Lesic and over in Poland, and he, you know, custom made it, cut the date window because I love a date window on my watch. I think it's extremely functional. Um, yeah, it's just me, but, and, the pieces started to, you know, I started to order the pieces and the pieces started coming together and I ask around and ask around and ask around. But where, I mean, where I live, I'm in the middle of Southwest Georgia. I can't just take this next door and be like, Hey Brad, um, what did I mess up here? You know, and, and, you know, it's, I, once I started, once I opened that case, I was on my own. And fortunately it came out. I, I think it came out pretty cool, but, um, and I'm, it's been all over. So it's like, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's funny because I know I've seen picture of that watch and I, because I don't know the brand, I didn't know that was modded and I'm like, Oh, it looks good. I mean, it's like a watch, you know I mean? I would have never known it was modded if you hadn't told me like, oh, I did this and this and this. Like, oh, well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It had a, originally it had a really, uh, it was, it was a kind of a dark, it was like a black, dial with almost a megalodon teeth coming you know in for the hour markers and it had a, a it was really cool they were actually attached to the chapter ring which i was not able to pry off of the dial because i wasn't trying to cannibalize the whole thing and break it but uh and of course it was my first mod but yeah sean says he's the same with day windows he finds some yeah you know, yeah. Uh, you know I, I i look at a watch and, and I'm probably, I, I do like dates, but it's not a deal breaker for me. So like probably half of my watches don't have date. So I'll, I'll look at my watch and I'm like, it's, mm, let me get my phone. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, I look at mine, like, you, know, you know, I tend to use it as more as a, a tool. Uh, so I, I like chronographs. I always blow my kids away when I'm, you know, if they have the cruise control set, and you know i'm going past we're going down a road with mile markers and i'm just staring out the window and they think i'm just oblivious and i'll hit the, the tachometer setting on it you know wait for it to count out one mile and i'll click it again and bang i say you're going this many miles an hour and they're 
how'd you know that? You can't see the speedometer. I said, oh, maybe I'm magic. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like they still haven't figured it out. But, uh, yeah, they're 19 to 20. So that's the future leaders of our country. So uh, <laughs> I think we'll go on a caveat from this, but uh, <laughs> so, um, what was it about a year ago? We started seeing talk about a jump hour, right? Was yeah. it about a year ago? Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna mention um, Grupo Gamma real quick. Um, in I think October, well, he he showed um, kind of a prototype, um, late summer early fall and then so um, a few other brands have thrown out a jump hour but for me um, I'd be hard-pressed to buy another brands jump hour no knowing um, I'm in uh, Club Gamma on Facebook on the Facebook group so I followed this project and he was talking about the different challenges he had and stuff building this watch and it's a Mayota movement and the just the the level of you know detail and and quality control that that he does with his watches um he ran into some problems he fixed those problems you know adjusted um and it's delayed the project a little bit in addition to the coronavirus but um the nexus is just now starting to deliver i don't know if there's i know there's not any pieces available directly on group of gamma's website but I think maybe some of his dealers, um, and if, if you guys are familiar with Emilio, um, a time to watch.com, I believe is the website. A time to watch, is that right, Brian? Uh, what uh, that's what we're, or no, this, uh, yeah, a time to watch, I think he, he may or may not have a couple pieces. Uh, uh, um, I'm not sure about the, the US dealers. Or um, or um, our friends over in Europe. Emilio might have access. I don't. I don't yeah, know. He might, he might have a couple still available. It's it, it's hard to say because the trade restrictions right now are, are insane. Um, us living in the states, we're not even sure if we're able to go to if we're going to be able to go to Europe in anytime soon continental Europe at least uh, I don't know about the the islands but uh, yeah the Europe is basically saying no oh, we're gonna move around Europe but we might not want you guys over here yet I don't blame them that would that wouldn't affect this though um, but yeah it slows movement yeah yeah, you know, I've you know, speaking to that, um, I've got um, stuff stuck in customs for like two weeks now. So, um, but anyway, um, Six weeks the, the Nexus is starting to deliver. So, um, if you want to check that out, even even just checking out the Nexus on Grupo Gamma's website, that's a pretty pretty intense watch. Um, but I don't know if there's going to be pieces available. They were. I know on Group of Gamma's website they sold out um, pretty quick, direct, and then I don't know if the dealers. That, that's what I was getting at. Um, depending on where you're listening, um, Emilio might have a couple. I know I saw not too long ago that he had a couple pieces available for the Nexus, and I don't know if they're still available or not. But anyway, 
I, I, that's 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 cool. It's it's something that's new. I love I love to see new stuff. It's to me it, it's exciting. That's kind of what got me into modding is that I, I had that Regia diver. And it's R E G I A. If there's anybody watching this at all, but um, and they pretty much make two models. Um, the owner is fantastic guy. He helped me a ton with the mod after I. Um, basically said, yeah, I'm going to take your great design and I'm going to completely change it. He was totally on board. He's uh, he's actually recovering, still recovering from a stroke. So that's why he hasn't gone too wild with too many different ones. But um, And that's why I chose that watch to mod because I wanted a date window and I hadn't seen anybody else do it yet. It's kind of I like something new and exciting that, you know, the jump hour. I I, I want to see one of these really like in my hand in action. And I want to actually see how it works and moves and, and everything to me, that's exciting. And that's cause I'm a big geek, but <laughs> that, that aside, I mean, you know, you can, I mean, you can get a, you know, $10 digital watch or, you know, something out of a, a gumball machine for 50 cents or something. And it'll, it'll probably tell you the time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> or you have people that are willing to really try to reinvent the wheel and say, you know what? I have this idea and it's probably going to cost me a lot of money, but if I could be the first one to do it, this is going to be really cool. And I like that yeah i just checked um while you were talking about that and um emilio does have a, a time to watch.com dot co excuse me canada um and then i was trying to check um uh europe for italy uh, sean said that d came out with uh, the design after after um group of gamma and got that thing out quick and i'm kind of wondering um, I'm wondering how that happened too. And if you, uh, yeah, if you remember um, the episode with um, with Andy, not last week, but the week before that, we were talking about that module and the time and all that. And uh, it's you know it's not cheap to come up with that module, and that's one of the reasons why he kind of balked at it for the time being is the uh, amount of money to get it just to get it started. So. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know anything about d but, um, I know, um, Group of Gamma and, and Naoki, uh, is meticulous with delivering a quality product. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can, I can only say that, that when you order a Group of Gamma, you're going to get a quality timepiece that is spot on accurate. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard. I I don't have any right now, but I've heard that even their their customer service is fantastic. Um, just, I wouldn't know because I've never had a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even um, yeah, I mean, it's some some micro brands. You have a you have a hard time with uh, customer service, and I, I've heard that theirs is spot on. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another one I have to give credit. Well, obviously you, um, you know, you're, 
your customer service yeah. is very you good. You haven't had any problems with my watches, so you don't know what my customer service is like. Moving <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> on. And, uh, no, it's, no, it's <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> no, they're, they're really great. I have the Warthog. I love it. It's a great, it's a great watch. Um, no complaints about that. I know you hate the strap that I have it on, but wow. my strap should be arriving at your house sometime. Yeah. God, uh, from, from I Vietnam. And, uh, you know, Trin, I know Sean already got his with the, uh, the, the wave strap and it, that came out amazing. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about uh, Grupo Gamma. Uh, I do look forward to getting one. I know, like I always tell you, like, well, you know, I got to pay some bills down first. And so my, my wife's hoping I can do something with, uh, you know, either this or maybe somebody will hear my radio voice because I'm too ugly for TV or, you know, uh, you know, out there and, you know, make some money. And she said, yeah, you need to make some money so you can pay off your credit card for all the damn watches you buy. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, you got me. Like, oh, yeah. happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah, I make more money than you, but I can't go there. But and <laughs> so, yeah, but. You know, no, she, she's, she's working full time. It's fantastic. She's a nurse going back to nursing school, going to work on uh, actually being a nurse practitioner. And she'll make a lot more than I do then. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and uh, I'll be getting a new Hellcat then. So that makes me excited. So she already said so. I'm going to have to up my game then because uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if the R could take a Hellcat. A Hellcat right away? Oh, yeah. I could probably get you on the freeway, but I can't get you off the line. Nah, yeah. It's just too, yeah. If 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 you get the tires a hook on that thing, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I hate to deviate so much from watches to cars, but really there's a, a similarity. Um, watches and cars have gone together, gone back, especially, you know, drag cars and uh, Formula One things like that and there's there's some really cool pieces out there vintage racing inspired but uh yeah i mean i've i've had to go with a hellcat on the highway even in my rt that's slightly modified and uh out on the highway it, it i did not exceed the speed limit i'm a terrible liar and uh but anyway i mean the other but not by much. I was really, really surprised. And I think it's the gearing. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally really enjoy uh, vintage racing, inspired watches, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's and I mean, there's such a correlation. I mean, I saw a picture of a IWC in the dash of an old car. I'm, I can't remember what the car was. But, I mean, there's always been that connection. I mean, there's the Breitling Bentleys. There's... Uh, so many different connections to, um, and there's the Ferraris that the Panerais did um, back in the '90s or two, early 2000s. I mean, there's there's so many different um, car related um, watch connections. Um, uh, Sean's at Stockford uh, Gallet. I don't own one because I 
honestly would need a second mortgage for one of their watches. I mean, they're, they make some really incredible stuff. Um, GP, GP had the, the uh, contract with Ferrari before Panerai. Um, Gerard Perdo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I it's think uh, Mercedes connected watch. Sean said Momo design. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they, well, I I think, I think they expanded into parts or into, into watches after they they were making uh, performance parts before that. Um, us all having, um, kind of car. uh, I used to race, you know, every drag race and, uh, track racing, things like that. But I'm too. I mean, the Rolex Daytona is, is, you know, correlated with racing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. F1. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. So we're at an hour and 20 minutes, guys. Um, let's, uh, let's give a couple of final thoughts. Um, maybe we can try to get uh, Sean on. I don't know if Sean's work schedule will fit um, coming on the show or if, if his time, um, time allows. But maybe we'll see if we can talk Sean into coming in next week. Um, I think I think. Maybe you can fill in for a little bit if that's something you're interested in doing. Oh, I mean, uh, absolutely. Put you on spot. Put you on spot. <laughs> you know, I, no, I, I don't mind at all. I guess I mean, I literally I'm medically retired from the military. Today was one of the few days I actually had something to do. I had to just go to a checkup at my doctor, which took forever because of COVID. <laughs> you know, they can only see one at a time. So you have to wait in your car for an hour and then. I, that's why you had to push this back an hour today, which honestly, I think it probably it might have worked a little better because people are getting off work on the East Coast. People are going out for, you know, having to smoke out West or, you know, yeah, bugging out, bug, trying to bug out of work, trying to figure out a way out of the office right now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch two, you know, idiots talk about some stuff for a while. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to have a good time. And, you know, I, I, I really appreciate it. And I, <clears throat> Sean says he see he see what he can do. That, that I've got would, a couple. That'd be awesome. And if that doesn't work out, there's a couple brand owners that uh, I'll uh, I'll hit up and see if they're interested. I know we were talking about getting um, Travis from Rise, which is a, a new brand coming up um, sometime in July. So that's still kind of in the works. Um, it'd be cool to get um, Steve or Naoki on from Raven or Group of Gamma. I mean, there's so many brand owners that I, I think of that, that I like to get on. Um, but we'll see what we can do, and um, maybe we can get Sean on for a little bit. Um, if not the whole the whole thing, maybe for half of it or whatever, talk to him for a little bit. And then um, next week, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, maybe we can get somebody a week after that uh, to come on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off the, off the air. If you're watching, I'm, I'm in no way. I can't, man, I, I cannot replace you, brother. So that's not, <laughs> not my, that's not what I'm doing here. I am uh, merely the comic relief and the, <laughs> the I, I'm, I'm that guy. So, um, you, you know, uh, sometimes I am that guy. That's um, kind of the bad boy of the micro branded industry. Uh I'm not afraid to ruffle a few feathers. I don't think I've ruffled yours yet, but no, no. <laughs> you know, 
over time you're going to be like, oh my god, shut up, dude. But uh, you know, it's you know, it, to me, it, it's fun. It's uh, keeping the spirit of orology alive. Uh, I think Sean's the only, probably the only person watching this right now. Thank you for your patience, brother. Yeah, and, and I think the the majority of the people go back and watch or listen to to uh, to this. I don't I don't know the the audience of the live part has never been uh, very big, but we we always have um, quite a view quite a bit views or uh, or listens uh, later on. So it's, but, uh, it's tricky to follow because sometimes you know like today I had a, a doctor's appointment that ran an hour late. You wanted to have it on, and you know. Uh, and that two o'clock, that two o'clock time that we talk about is kind of five, kind of an five Eastern, and uh, there was just no way. It's like, well, uh, uh, I'm not going to be home yet. I can't, yeah. unless you want me to, you know, kind of mount my phone on my dash and give a give some <laughs> opinions while I'm driving around town like a maniac, and you'd be oh, like, <laughs> but uh, which could be interesting too, you know, go with a car and watch theme. Two hundred right. things I could do while I'm shifting gears, but instead of driving. But yeah. So. All right, man. Uh, let's let's wrap up. Um, again, we'll be on next week. Um, we'll announce the time probably the day before. Um, I'll get this up on podcasts in a little bit for for those uh, those people that can't hear this right now. Anyway. <laughs> but um, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the time with uh, with Brad and uh, Brian. All right. Well, I will see you next time. I think if you okay. maybe yeah, something like yeah, there it is. yeah we're, that was terrible. All right, I suck. You, please uh, feel.